Welcome to Ostensibly Ordinary Opinions. Welcome, sports fans! <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, you wouldn't believe what I'm wearing right now. In fact, I'm wearing my ref fiend outfit because I'm about to go ref in about an hour. Um, boy, am I excited. Yeah, once again, Luke just alluding to the fact that he wishes he could be on TV instead of a podcast that less than, well, well somewhere between one and 300 people may listen to. Yes, especially our favorite follower. He's our very first follower following us almost since our inception. Um, just a big shout out to Youngblood right now. Yes, our first Twitter follower. Um, this is a very special episode. We're going to be giving a lot of shout-outs, as is our custom here. Are we? Um, we're going to give a shout-out to all of our Twitter followers um, throughout the show, but most of them just lumped in at one at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you've got them written down somewhere. Because um, there sure are a lot of them. Oh, yeah. More than I could count on my hands, that's for sure. You must only have two hands. I do. No genetic defects either. That is so fortunate. Or either. Well, I once had a once had a math teacher who didn't like if you said either, but that's a whole nother story. I'm studying to be a math teacher, and I don't like when people say either. Packers Patriots. <laughs> what a game, right? Wow, you just made the thing turn red. That'll be interesting to listen to. Um, I know a lot of you are probably debating: Should I watch Packers Patriots? Should I watch the Grey Cup? Um, <laughs> I know I struggled with this. Um, Grey Cup on ESPN two. There, the. Uh, Canadian Football League's championship game, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about. And a big congratulations to the Calgary Stampeders. They were one of the teams that was playing. I don't know. I think Calgary won, whoever Calgary is. Um, Anyway, if you're like me, you made the decision to watch Packers-Patriots. And uh, it was a good game. Uh, Especially a good game if you're a Packers fan. Definitely shows signs of promise. Uh, oh, look who just walked in the door. Uh, none none other. other than for 33-style J.D. Allhorn. Come say hi, J.D. J.D., come say hi. We're we're live. I mean, we're not ever live to the podcast. This is the first ever appearance for 33-style for on our podcast. Hello, folks. Wow, there he is, the one and only. The golden voice. Oh, he's yeah. walking away. I thought he was going to drop some, he's- some sick... Some sick lines or something. He's quite the rapist. Um, You can look him up for 33 style. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, I believe he's also on SoundCloud. SoundCloud him. Yeah. Stock him on Facebook. Yes, some all good stuff there. Anyway, back to the Packers Patriots. Um, Enough build up. This isn't pregame. This is well post the game. Luke, what did you see? Because I saw a lot of things, and I read a lot of things since I saw those things, and I have my own thoughts about things which I saw and read. Well, John, you asked me a very interesting question there. You asked what I saw from this game. Turns out I was driving back to school here from Thanksgiving break, so I was unfortunately not able to watch the the game, but I listened to it on the radio, Wayne Laramie and... Larry Wayne Larvey and Larry McCarran. Yes. I'm just gonna stop you before you butcher the second sentence. What did I say with the first one? You said Laramie. 
Which is a city in Wayne Larrabee. Yeah, you said Larrabee. Larry McCarran. I thought hey, you were talking about twisters. Wyoming. They are tongue twisters. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um. Anyways, yes, the iconic announcers of the Packers had trouble picking up some radio stations along the way, but from what I heard in the game, the things I picked up were some great offensive line protection for the Packers, and um, I was thinking of something else that happened, but I maybe don't the, remember. Maybe the defense? Defense seemed Perhaps to play all right, huh? Play? Held the number one scoring offense in the league to 21 points, far below their average. Uh, biggest knock against this Packers team is usually their defense, and they stepped up. Yeah, the defense stepped up. Um, I'd like to start with Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously, phenomenal. By the way, shout out to Wayne Larravee. Yeah, we'll get there later. I'm sorry for trying to put the M from McCarran into your name. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he played phenomenal. Uh, he was on target. Phenomenally. He was on target. He was moving around. He was playing like the Aaron Rodgers, which some would say is the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, obviously, that's that's the first thing that you see. And then you look at those red zone trips. And I have a theory about those red zone stalls. And no, I'm not going to make excuses. I have a legitimate theory. So I was reading today, someone pointed out the fact that the Patriots ran a lot of three-man rushes, and drop back into coverage. When it gets down into the red zone especially, Aaron Rodgers has said in the past that he really wants to take care of the football, really wants to avoid those costly turnovers so you know you can get at least some points. So with the three-man rush, Rodgers had all day. I think one time I counted close to 15 seconds on the, the play where he kept you know, juking up and back, up and back, and he had all day. No one could get open. You have to think to yourselves, maybe, you know, maybe a guy like Brett Favre would have just chucked it in there, maybe incomplete, maybe a touchdown. Not that Rodgers doesn't have that ability, but he's not going to take a risk. Um, so while there's definitely blame to go on the offense and credit to the Patriots, especially the secondary, I'd have to say maybe that's a factor. Very, very intuitive, John. As the field shrinks for the defense, they get to pack defenders in more closely. Less space to fit the ball in, for sure. Um, I'd love to see that ground game going in the red zone. Yeah, you've got to think that uh, you, you want to hand it off, but there were some, some first downs uh, where there was just nothing nothing going. I know they had some success on the first drive uh, before I found the correct channel to watch the game on. Um, Oops, were you watching the wrong channel? I was John? watching the wrong channel. I was watching Fox's post game, wondering why the Packers Patriots did not start, and then I then I realized it was on CBS. Um, I honestly thought McCarthy's play calling was excellent this game, as it is most of the time. They threw in a lot of wrinkles to move guys like Cobb around. Threw in a lot of wrinkles to match the opposing coach's face. Yes, uh, <laughs> and and overall, I, I'd just say. Like I said, the the thing about taking care of the ball and then credit to the Patriots' defense. But the Patriots' offense, on the other hand, you've got to wonder why they didn't come out running the ball. Um, obviously, Tom Brady, very talented. I was concerned for a while, uh, especially if they got Gronkowski going. The Packers didn't exactly shut him down, but they kept him from being the main factor of the game. Uh, the tackling was excellent. Uh, 
uh, coverage was tight and uh, not to be overlooked was that play by haha clinton dix breaking up gronkowski's potential touchdown catch in the end zone uh I know the announcers said, oh, if he had just not rolled over, Gronkowski would have caught it. But if you watch closely, ha, 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 not hide, uh, ha, 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 Clinton Dix got his hand in there, broke it up. Uh, it was just a play later after getting beaten. So the players came to play. They stepped up. Uh, it's one thing to remember about the football game. It's every play matters. The players are out there. Uh, they've got to win their battles. You can't look back and say, well, if they'd gotten – one more yard, and that would have changed because the next play gives you a chance to fix the mistake. So, Luke. Correct. Correct. In, um, insights and such. You mentioned the players came to play. That's their job. Um, you mentioned something else that I was going to make a smart quip about, but I don't remember. Um, should we talk about Hebrew? Um... I see that you're looking at this note I have on my desk. Uh, I, too, was just thinking that it would have been easier for me to make all my points about this game if I had written them down. But that list is not, not my points because I didn't write my points down. Because uh, much like everything, I just ad-lib. Nuts. I was looking forward to talking about laundry a little bit later in the show. Yeah, something which also needs to be done. Well, John, I've heard some nice things about the NFL. Could you tell me more about more about games other than the Packers. Maybe talk about Thanksgiving Day. Well, Thanksgiving Day was great. You know, had the turkey, had the potatoes, had a little bit of corn and the uh, cranberry sauce. Uh, so it all... What's the look on your face, Luke? Is that not what you wanted? Um, I didn't think I had a look. Maybe it's just gas or something. Uh, I thought maybe practicing for your TV face. Um, no, clearly you want to talk about the... Uh, the Lions. Clearly, you want to talk about the Lions. Um, Lions, with a, a impressive win, as Luke struggles to understand how to put a coffee mug lid together. Um, they looked they looked much like the Lions before they had gone on their losing streak. However many games that was two, three, two, one. Two, I think. I believe it's just two. Um, beating the Bears. Yeah, two for sure. Um. They, it's definitely going to be a interesting game at the end of the season when the Lions have to go to Lambeau where they haven't won since... Boy, I don't know, like the late 80s or something? I, I don't think I was alive when that happened, let's just say that. Um, but but it'll probably be an important game if the Lions keep winning. It'll be important for the NFC North race. It'll be important for playoff seeding because that those two things go hand in hand. And it'll be important to see whether the Lions have really, really arrived and moved on. Because, as I have heard it said, and as I have said myself, until the Lions prove otherwise, the Lions are still the Lions. Yeah, very interesting NFC playoff race coming down to it. Um, believe it or not, I think the Falcons are a hot team. Yeah, hard to say that about a 5-7 and seven team, but they're getting that look. Uh, just beat the Cardinals. People are saying the Cardinals are dropping. Uh, maybe it's the Cardinals dropping. Maybe it's the Falcons rising. Maybe it's a combination of the two. Um, Falcons actually won that game by more than the final score really said. Um, further, the Eagles have been playing well with Mark Sanchez. Um, an impressive game against the Dallas Cowboys. A huge game there. 
They've got them again in a couple weeks. Um, Seattle Seahawks looking like them their dominant selves again after losing a few games earlier this season that they maybe should have won. Um, that pretty much rounds it out. Will the Cardinals stay in position? Will the 49ers rise? Will the Lions do well enough? Will the Cowboys do well enough? And the Seahawks are also, uh, you know, looking more and more like a dangerous team. Yeah, I think you might have zoned out because I definitely said that. Did you really? Because I, I did not hear it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals are interesting, uh, especially this last game, because they got burned where their strengths are. Uh, in that secondary, Julio Jones had a monster day matched up against Patrick Peterson. Um, obviously, lacking the offensive firepower hurts. Um, as I said in past episodes about the Packers, uh, the, having the offense firing on all cylinders just to throw in some more cliche sayings uh, really helps your defense no matter how talented the defense is. Hallelujah. So, Luke, uh, are you satisfied with the NFL? I mean, I doubt anyone's satisfied. There's always things that can be improved. Am I satisfied with the NFL? Sure. But are you satisfied with our discussion? Oh, you know. You know, I'm pretty satisfied. AFC's got some interesting things, but that can wait till another time. Yeah, no one. We talked about the Patriots. That's enough. Broncos are a team as well. Um, Let's move on to a ball that's a little bit bit different. Uh, It's got white stripes on it. Uh, It throws me off sometimes when I'm watching the game. So we're talking about college football. It's got those little white half stripes. I noticed that this weekend because I actually had a chance to watch uh, watch the Auburn-Alabama game, watch the Oregon-Oregon State. Yep, some great football this Thanksgiving weekend um, besides the NFL. Uh, Nebraska came back against Iowa in an exciting game. Michigan played Ohio State well. Brady Hook just got fired today. Wisconsin came back against Minnesota and looked pretty solid. Got the axe. Like you mentioned, the Alabama-Auburn game was a good game for most most of the game until Alabama pulled away at the end. Um, some really great football. TCU took it to Texas. Um, Ole Miss beat Mississippi State. Lots of great football. Big story is the playoff, obviously. Three teams have pretty much solidified themselves as if the season ended now, they would be obvious choices to make the playoffs. Um, that would be Alabama, Oregon, and Florida State. Florida State barely winning again. Um, really, that fourth seed is up for grabs, though. John, do you have any any opinions on who should be in that fourth spot? Well, I've heard people say Baylor. I've heard people say TCU. I've not seen either of those teams play. I have heard some about Baylor. Um, there's always the thought of a Big Ten team possibly being considered, although there are numerous reasons why they should not be considered especially with jt parrot breaking what the heck did i just say did i say jt barrett i think you started to say parrot <laughs> okay i thought that's kind of what i said jt barrett breaking his ankle uh does not help ohio state it doesn't help the big 10 um wisconsin's on a roll if wisconsin hadn't blown that game against northwestern if they had been able to finish against lsu this could be a team that we're talking about as a very, very good team. Um, 
great running game, solid defense. Joel Stave can make some throws. Surprising, surprising maybe to some people how good this Wisconsin team is. And they could possibly be making some noise in the playoffs right now. But JT Barrett will definitely, J, JT Barrett's injury will definitely not allow that to happen. Yeah, it'll definitely be a fun week coming up with uh, some conference championship games. Um, so we'll have that look to look forward to. Uh, unfortunately, our show is not long enough uh, to talk about everything that I'm sure we could talk about. Uh, it took a little little while to talk about the Patriots-Packers. Yeah, sure did. Um, it's just my turn to talk. Luke's been talking for the past three months, which is <laughs> which is a long time. Um, so we're gonna get here to our closing things. Um, Luke, you got something interesting, relevant that will lead into other things, which I'd like to say. That is true, true and insightful again, John. Thank you for your intuition. Um, I'm guess I'm gonna talk about the man, the myth, the legend. Martin Brodeur getting signed by the Blues today, uh, coming out of retirement. The, the Blues struggling a little bit this season, looking for some help at the goaltender position. Um, I, I don't know what the Blues' plans are right now, if they're going to start him consistently or kind of ease him back into it. I don't know. We'll see how long he how long he contributes to this team. We'll see how well he contributes to this team. It'll be an interesting thing to watch. Yes, um, it's it's certainly interesting to see him come back. You know, how well is he gonna play? Um, it's probably pretty close to the end. You always think guys like that who've been near the top, eventually they just can't do it. But you never know when it is. You think of Brett Favre, retired, unretired, retired, unretired, mowed his lawn, unretired. Um, Grew a beard, filmed the commercial. Yeah, talked about some stuff. Wore some jeans, mowed his lawn. Um, but he came back to the Vikings, and you probably think, looking back, he stayed one too many years. And if you're a Packers fan, you say, well, he stayed like, you know, he should have just retired after the Packers. <laughs> um, figure out the math there, huh, John? Um, but anyway, transitioning back to Marty Brodeur, um, I like to point out, Something that I found on the internet today about hockey, uh, this list by the vhockeywriter.com, I believe, uh, had the five craziest players in the NHL. Not sure if I agree with all of them, but there's two videos there, uh, which I definitely recommend watching. So you can go to our Twitter, at Ostensible Show, check that out, check out the other stuff, follow us, tweet at us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, do that stuff. As for me... Uh, we mentioned Wayne Larravee earlier. We mentioned Larry McCarron earlier. Uh, I think they're fantastic at what they do. Uh, I heard some dissonant, dissonant, dissonance. I mean, that's a term. I don't know for some some people who are unhappy with Wayne Larravee uh, and his play-by-play announcing. Some people that I know, and I just said, "You fools! Uh, why are you using your ears in such a foolish way?" <laughs> Um, Wayne Larrabee's great. Uh, in fact, I have a small picture of him up on my wall alongside some of my, uh, favorite Packery players. I'll take a picture of it now and we can put it on the, uh... Yeah, we'll tweet that out, um, for evidence. Uh, he's one of those play-by-play guys that makes every play exciting. It could be a one-yard run. There it is, got it. And, and, uh, you're, you're like, the anticipation that every play could be great, and it's not, and they... 
rarely make the uh, egregious mistakes that some some guys are prone to do. Uh, not off onto wild, wacky tangents, much like John Gruden. Um, and they don't complain like the Minnesota Vikings news broadcasters, whoever those guys are. So here's a shout-out to you, Wayne Larrabee, and Larry McCarron's great do. So finally, we're going to, as promised, uh, show our thanks to our Twitter followers. Yes, indeed. Here we go. John, you got to get him going. Here, Here we, we go. go. Starting from the beginning. Uh, we love you at James Harmelman. Apparently not starting at the beginning. Oh, oh sorry. I already uh, uh, talked to you about Youngblood at Kingan187. We love you, Cash Bro, at Dineros Bro. Steve N. Allen. Mr. At Mr. Stephen Allen. Big shout out to you. Zachary Von Dalen. At Z underscore Vondi. JD Ohorn at Joelhorn33. James Hemmelman at James Hemmelman. You just got two shout outs. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, he's been on the show, so he gets special treatment. That's Jimmy Baseball, folks. James Phelps at J Phelps fifteen follows us. Thank you, James. Ben Ratcliffe. Oh, what a guy! He's got that cute little goalie profile picture at Ben Ratcliffe thirty. I'm not even gonna attempt this next one. Basil Jevic Bratislav at <laughs> at Vassil Jevkabrat two. Very interesting stuff. Tim Walsh. At Timo Walsh. Thanks for following us, Tim. Pork and no. Generation X at Gen X Podcast. Uh, you guys are interesting. Thank you for following us. And Omar Latif. I hope I didn't offend you by mispronouncing your name. At Omar Latif Gamer. <laughs> Actually, Luke, if you investigate that last Twitter profile, it's quite interesting. Uh, someone has made this uh, to defame the name of this man. Omar Latif, who is apparently a scammer. Um, yes, but it says scammer. Yes, but uh, there are length restrictions. Anyway, we don't have time for this. Anyway, uh, I would recommend not really investigating that. It's not that interesting. And Yeah, so thanks to our Twitter followers, especially. especially. Yeah, thank you. Not that stupid X. There's no X in that word. If I was, If this was a... If this was a transcript written by a professional court transcriber, they you probably would have accidentally screwed would up have, there. Yeah, because I almost said it in a very improper way. But anyway, especially to those of you who have real profile pictures and look like real people, thanks for following us. Uh, here's looking at you, Ben Ratcliffe. <laughs> With that, we'll close the show. Thanks for listening. God bless your week. It's good to be back after Thanksgiving. We look forward to the next show when we can talk more. Amen to that, and whammo.